Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. Thanks for coming back and watching my channel. I'm Randy Fine. Um, a Fine Time for Healing is a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So sit back and relax and enjoy today's show. Today we have with us, and I don't want to murder your name, Suzanne Mahajwavik. Spell it. Say it for me. Mihailovich. Pretty good though. That's great. <laughs> she is the founder of Your Two Minds. She is a multiple best-selling author and elite level performance and success coach. She she is one of the very few Proctor Gallagher Institute consultants that worked very closely with the late Bob Proctor himself, and she is one of his best which we're so lucky to have her. Um, Susanna has applied the principles that she teaches to her own life and has, during this time, expanded her client base to all over the world. Her international success coaching company, Your Two Minds, has clients from every continent, except Antarctica. <laughs> um, <laughs> Susanna has always held a passion for human potential and has a gift in understanding people's potential and how to get over barriers and challenges to achieve much higher levels of success in their chosen area. Um, okay. Hi, Susanna. Welcome. Dr. Randy, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my absolute honor to be here with you today. It's an honor to have you. Susanna is coming all the way from Australia, right? Are you in Australia? That's right, from Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne. Okay. Yes, yes, right. I'm from Melbourne. So if there's a little bit of a glitch in the connection, you'll understand it's she's on the other side of the world, which is a miracle that we can sit here and face each other anyway. Okay. Uh, so Susanna, tell us about the work that you do in general sure so i'm an elite performance um, mindset and success coach so i work with uh, individuals that that have some success already and would like to take themselves to the next level so it might be a big goal or dream they've had it might be taking their business to the to the next level in fact most of my clients are entrepreneurs um it might even you know be uh, you know, wanting to get to, to to move past a block that they've always had in their achievement. And it's interesting, even though most people come to me to achieve their professional or business goals, once they um, start doing the work and, and, and some of the programs I run, they find that um, their children's, their relationship with their children are better, their children's performance improves, um, and their relationships are also also improves so um and that's because success principles are the same you can apply them to any area of your life and um i'm reading here that you while you were studying psychology at deacon university you were fascinated to learn that we only use four to six percent of our brains and to find that 96 to 98 percent of all our emotions behaviors and results are ruled by the subconscious mind and this led you to study the subconscious mind, how Absolutely. we influence our mind and so forth and so on. So what holds most of us back from reaching our potential? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. Um, yes, you know, I, Dr. Randy, I think that we could never fulfill our full potential in this lifetime. And the reason why is because we have infinite potential. So every time we aim for a goal and we stretch and, and we achieve it and we change, there is still an infinite well of potential inside us. We have genius locked inside us. And um, I think most people, because, and you would know this in your work, you do incredible work, um, you know, during the period of gestation to the age of seven, our, we only have a subconscious, our conscious minds are not developed. So therefore, anything that's happening, we're basically in a hypnotic state, you know, <laughs> until the age of seven or eight. So anything that's happening around us, any messages that we we take um, from our parents, from teachers, from, from our peers, go straight into the subconscious. Mm. And I personally believe if you think of, you know, society and the generations before us, there was war, there was difficulty. Um, so therefore, we have a generational paradigm of, of limits, of what you can't do, of who you, who you are not. Um, and we have adults that don't understand themselves that are bringing up children, not to say that, you know, you know, that, that they're, that there, there are so many great parents. Most people are great parents. But in the the uh, lack of understanding of who we are and our potential and our mindset and how to tap into that genius, because we've never been taught that ourselves. You know, I studied psychology. We learned about the brain. We never learned about really tapping into the, that, that potential in the mind. Mm. Um, so because as adults... Uh, you know, we're not aware of this, then those limits and that conditioning is passed on. Um, and if a child perceives a parent, you know, saying something like, well, you can do a little bit better and they perceive that as I'm not good enough, then unless they understand themselves, they're a little bit older and how to change their mind, then they feel that they're not good enough for the rest of their life. Mm. If they are having a bad day and they and this is something that I experienced as a child you know very very competent but um you know I didn't do well in one of my first maths tests so therefore for the rest of my life you know I did not enjoy maths but we're, but I'm capable of, of of you know learning but that conditioning because you know didn't do so well that the child thinks, well, that's them. I must not be good at maths. Mm. I must not be, um, you know, smart enough for maths. So that becomes their truth. And then they keep repeating it. We have, you know, 50 to 60,000 thoughts every single day. And most of those thoughts are repetitive thoughts from the past. So we are conditioning these beliefs even deeper and deeper unless we understand what's happening unless we understand that we have an unlimited well of potential within us and we understand how to change that. You know, it's hard for us to wrap our mind around that, that we have this infinite potential because, as you said, we, we grow up with these limitations that are self-imposed or imposed by others who don't mean to impose them but um, we get these messages. I think it's very interesting that we're basically just a, 
you know, imprint indelible, you know, just something that's printed on for a certain amount of time and we really don't process that. Uh, so it's very difficult to change something that's so embedded in us, so grooved in. So what is, what is the way that you teach others to begin to deprogram, get rid of these messages that are holding them back? Yeah, for sure. You know, very first step is giving them a little bit of understanding of the truth of who they are and that they can change. And you're absolutely right. This is simple, but it's not easy. And, and it takes, for most people, it takes a while for them to change because those that deep subconscious programming is so, is so deep and it's been repeated for years and years. So therefore it takes a little while to, to, to um, experience the change for most people. So for me personally, the very first step is helping people understand the truth of who they are and that they have that absolute infinite potential within them. They have genius locked up inside them. Um, you know, I share with them some of the most recent studies in quantum physics. So quantum physics shows that each of us is, you know, 99.99999% consciousness, intelligence, energy, the same, same consciousness that has created the solar system. So when they start to understand a little bit of that, and when then and then I teach them about their mind, you know, that this is the reason why they have limits is because it's the subconscious programming. So when they start to understand their higher faculties of visualization, of, of, you know, focusing on the one thing and what happens to the mind, it starts to change. So you change your subconscious. There are two major ways. First of one, the first one is emotional impact. So, but usually emotional impact is trauma. It's something happens and then it changes automatically. But usually it's trauma. Usually it's an, a negative emotion most of us or negative experience most of us know someone or have, have have heard somebody that was a very confident driver and then there's an accident and they're afraid to go back in the car immediately after that's that's emotional impact the second way of changing your subject is through focus and repetition so you've been repeating the same thought patterns the same ideas about your limits for years and years and years, over and over again, we now have to reprogram. We now have to have a new focus. So it's really important that every single person has a goal because your mind is a goal-seeking mechanism. And when you have that goal, you can then start to put the pieces together on of how you how to change your new programming to match that goal. So there's some of the ways that um, that. I work with clients. I usually work with clients for six to 12 months because um, it does take a little while for most people. Um, and also, you know, around the six-week mark, around the eight-week mark, you start to notice um, that they might drop back or they might not attend one of the group sessions. And that's the period where their old paradigms try to hold them back. 
Mm-hmm. So once they get through that period and then keep going, keep going, keep going, they see significant changes in their lives and in their level of success and, um, yeah, and, and yeah, having their goals you know, achieved. I could see where, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, when you're on that verge of change, it's your your mind wants to hold you back. It wants yes. to keep you where it's familiar. And, um, but yes. it's, you know, so I could see where that would happen. And you probably tell people this is going to happen to you. At some point, you're going to, you know, get a little afraid of this change. But yes, but that's that just means that they're on the verge of making these big adjustments in their life. Breakthrough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, when you say that we are limitless, that's really hard to conceive of, you know, that we are limitless. So we're limitless how? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So um, so Price Pritchard would say that there are some, and Price Pritchard is the author of You Squared, incredible man. Um, he would say that we have some limits, but, but you probably won't, um, they're insignificant, you know, they're insignificant. So... When you look at what science, so, you know, I mean, think about the technology these days. It's absolutely incredible. Science has taken us, you know, to incredible places, yet we still have not discovered what you are capable of doing. Okay, that's how limitless you are. That's how much you have within you. Quantum physics is showing us some crazy out there stuff about the truth of who you are and some people call it woohoo but it is actual science there are science um you know you know research papers that show that you know if you took so so our physical part our physical body which we identify with the most in 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 this physical life um is only a fraction of who we are you know, where when you start to delve into quantum physics, that shows that, you know, you are less than 1% physical and 99% the highest intelligence that ever existed that has created planets, that has created, you know, everything that we experience with our five senses. It gives you an idea of a little tiny, tiny, tiny idea of what you have within you. Okay, so that's a start. Let's talk about your physical. So within you, you have enough electricity to light up a whole industrialized city. Okay, that's the physical part of you. Wow. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, So just by thinking about that, taking yourself away from who you always thought you were, um, you know, Susanna, I'm a 50-year-old woman, whatever, I'm great with people, I'm not so great with maths, whatever it is, right? right? Pull yourself away from that and think about it a little bit differently and think about what science is showing, what we are dis- we're just beginning to discover. We still do not know the power we have within us. You know, this is just, you know, um, some of the stuff that's out there about you, about, about you know, each of us as individuals. So, so as a start, when you think about, I have the greatest intelligence that has ever existed within me, the next question is, well, how do I tap into that? 
How do I tap into that? Right. And then that's where the mind starts to come in. Well, I tap into it by disciplined change in my thinking, disciplined change in my focus, in my attention. Because if you are 99% consciousness, the greatest intelligence that exists, so that means then you can change your focus and start to change some of your physical experiences too. That sounds so exciting. <laughs> um, so, so we are, we really are just energy. I mean, the things that we look around and we see are solid, including ourselves, really are not solid, are they? They're just energy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And Tesla was the first scientist to talk about this. You know, he said that everything is a vibration, you know, and then Einstein also, you know, everything is a vibration. When you understand that, you understand the clues to having freedom in your life, not that you'll ever have problems, you know. We have problems, we have challenges, but you start to experience them differently because you know the truth of who you are. And um, and I love Einstein's work too because, you know, here we are, both Tesla and Einstein, uh, you know, probably, you know, our two greatest scientists that, um, that we know of, that lived. Um, and, um, and we admire them because of their intellect, right? But both Tesla and, and Einstein you know, vowed that the intellect was not the superior um, um, aspect of their success. It was their intuition and their imagination. Wow. So they went back to the to the energy to the yeah. So um, yeah. So and and you know the famous quote from Einstein: "Everything is is um, is a a vibration. Just match two different frequencies in vibration vibration, and they must." They must manifest. They must be seen on the on the physical. So we are so yeah. powerful. It is. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. It's you know. Um, I know for myself the, the fact that I'm so much more than I am, and and I and that I've always been, and I always will be. This is kind of my thought. You know, I've always been. I've always will be. My soul is eternal. Um, it does take away from the the little things in life that normally would really bother you because you go, you know what, you know, I'm so much more than this than these problems, and um, it sort of diminishes the um, impact that they have on your life. It's a different perspective of who you are. Absolutely, absolutely. It absolutely it diminishes it and also uh for me what I find it helps me stay in the present but also you are solution focused because you cannot solve a problem when you are worried and consumed by the problem you have to raise above the problem and focus on the solution so yeah and you know we've we've created a society and i feel that it is changing 
uh, we've created a society that most people are living unconsciously. They go to work to pay their mortgage. Most people are not, you know, happy. They're not, um, or they find elements of happiness in their lives. But, you know, that magic that you experience as a child and the dreams you have and the excitement of, of you know, of moving towards a dream and, and, and imagining beautiful things, most adults have I wouldn't use the word lost because I don't think you can lose it completely, but we've let go of that and 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 because of responsibility, because of you know societal pressures, um, you know we've we we have let go of some of that excitement. But when you start to understand who you are and back it up with science, you start to get some of that wonder back. You start to, the excitement comes back. You start to dream bigger because now you understand how dreams are realised. Um, it brings the gift of life back and life is a gift. It really is a gift and we are a gift to life. And we forget that because we're consumed with responsibility, with our own paradigms, with, you know, working in a job that, you know, a lot of people don't like. Um, so it brings you back to what I believe. It brings you back to the to some of the magic, to the excitement, to the, you know, to that, to getting, waking up in the morning and, you know, it's a new day and it's going to be a great day. You were very fortunate in that you had a father that as a child taught you to dream big. And so you it says you came from a humble, newly arrived migrant family in the northern suburbs of Melbourne, Australia. But the seed to your ambition had been planted. And as a result, your desire to achieve was constantly knocking at your heart. Um, and so you were you were a seeker. You were on a quest for information and studying the human potential. That's a beautiful advantage that you have. Um, in the work that I do, so many people have been given um, sort of the opposite. They've been told that they're what their limits are, that they cannot achieve, um, that they're they should not care about themselves they should care about others and the focus has been taken completely off of them mm -hmm. and so when people come to me i have to really undo all that stuff before they can get any clarity to be able to move mm -hmm. into a different way of thinking and and, and it, it does it, it takes a while and it's the same thing with this it, it takes time for somebody to adjust to a different way of thinking it's very difficult so Absolutely. what do you say to people who have so much catch-up work to do, they're catching up from a lot of negativity, that yes. wasn't just necessarily yes. self-imposed or necessarily imposed on them before the age of seven. This has been years and years of this kind of programming. How do we get rid of that? 
Absolutely, absolutely. That's a great question. And I think, you know, I, I think most adults do have a lot of catching up to do, including myself. You know, I had a, I had a, you know, migrant father that, you know, my parents didn't have a lot of opportunity back in Serbia where they were from. Um, so therefore his dream, his impossible dream was for, for, for me to, to finish university. So he had, um, you know, this big dream that I was going to become a doctor never wanted to become a doctor never was interested but um uh, it, it really you know did help me dream and get through the bullying so on the other side of it there was also a lot of stress in 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 you know my family being newly arrived migrants and um, a lot of bullying on the streets that we had experienced etc so so um I too have had um, a lot of catch up. And I think that is a lifetime process. You know, whenever you have a goal, there's another goal, there's another um, bit of work that you need to do. So with my clients, uh, you know, what I suggest is the daily work, some simple things that to do daily and keep it going. So one of those things is really understanding what, what do you want? So our mind is a goal-seeking mechanism. Without a goal, we then align with trivia. We get caught up with the news, with what's happening in the office. So then our mind doesn't know where to take us and it consumes us in more of that, you know, negativity. So the very first step is what do you want? Okay, what do you want? So this is what you've experienced up until now. Um, you know, this is how you see yourself. Um, because of the things that you've experienced these are some of the, the the issues that you have if we could just wipe that away what would you love and I get them dreaming again some people know most people do know what they want some people believe they don't know because they believe that they're not good enough or that they'll never have it and some people are genuinely confused um, so I get them dreaming again Write a list of everything that you could have if it was possible for you to have it all. And, and don't hold yourself back. And then from that list, we get to what they really, really want. So that becomes their goal. Once you have a goal, your mind starts to take you that you're visiting every day. Your mind starts to naturally and eventually will find solutions and find a way to get you there but the next step is which is an absolute critical step so we need the goal because we need to know where we're going okay because up until now the trauma and the setbacks and whatever's been happening has been the goal that's where they're focused so we need to we need to train the mind to focus elsewhere and the next step is to change their self-image now even though I had studied, I got a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology, I'm not a psychologist, I ended up becoming a counsellor, post-grad studies in counselling. Even with all those studies, I always thought that self-image was the image that you show on the outside, so your style of dress, you know, the, your, 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 your um, you know, fashion sense or whatever it is. That is a part of self-image, but it's a tiny, tiny part. When I say self-image now, I speak about what's happening on the inside and that's the critical part. Mm. So 
Studies show, so Dr. Maxwell Maltz, back in the 1950s, discovered the power of self-image and there have been studies since then. Studies now show that the way that you see yourself when no one's watching, so inside you, the image that you have inside you will always be or will always represent your level of success in any area of your life. So if you are attracting the wrong person, have a look at your, and, and that's the pattern, have a look at your self-image. If it's, if, you know, your finances are poor, what's happening to your self-image when it comes to finances, et cetera, et cetera. You want higher results in, 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 in your, you know, your academic results. How do you see yourself? Okay. So we have the goal. Now we have to recreate a self-image that matches the goal. Um, so what I do with my clients is we find out we have goal clarity. Is it something, is this goal you, something that you absolutely want? Is it your own? Because often what happens is adults have other people's goals, parental expectations, even though they're adults, societal expectations. Um, you know, I have to stay in this job because I've got the mortgage or because that's what's expected of me. I'm a mother, whatever it is. So is this your own goal? Does it make you super excited Excited, and does it make you nervous? So it's excited because you really want it, but you're nervous because you've never achieved it. And then if that's a yes, okay, we know that you have infinite potential. So any goal you set, you are able to achieve. The next question is, are you willing? Are you willing to do what it takes? And if it's a yes, we start to change self-image. So um, with self-image, I ask my clients to think from the goal. So I, I get them to imagine, use their higher faculty of imagination to think that they have achieved their goal already and ask themselves, okay, so now that I've achieved it, who am I? How do I think? How do I feel? How do I behave? How do I see myself? And write it down. And then through the daily repetition, we are letting go of the old self-image that held them back and we're replacing them with their new powerful self-image, their successful self-image. Very powerful stuff. It sounds really, really powerful. Um, yeah, most it know. is. It is the best. Yeah. Sorry, Doctor Randy. No, that's okay. I'm I'm not a doctor, but that's okay. Thank you. Uh, um, but but okay, yeah. That, okay. That, that's really that's really amazing. Um, this is a question that I often ask my clients, yes. you know, I, I, this comes up, uh, you know, what do you, what do you want? What do you want out of your life? Who are yeah. you? What do you want? And that's, most people are really stuck. And until, yeah. what I tend to do is I give them mine, you know, okay, so this is me, this is, and I give them some examples and then it sort of starts the motor going. And then they get real excited and they start finding all these things about themselves. Okay, well, I'm good at this and I'm good at that. And I really want to do this. But initially, it's very hard to tap into that. Why is it so hard to tap into that? Because they've lived a life programmed 
by, well, I can't achieve that. What are people going to think? I'm not that person. That's not me. You know, I've got responsibilities. So we have, and also we've, we have, I don't know about, I think Americans cheer people on a bit more, but in Australia we have the tall poppy syndrome and the tall poppy syndrome is don't tell anyone that you're going to achieve something great because you're going to be cut down. Okay. So, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, you know, when people start achieving, um, they, they experience maybe some negative from their friends that don't like them um, changing and, and, and achieving. It's often, you know, when I was dreaming, I, I was driving, when I had a job, I was driving to work in traffic for, for, for years and I would be imagining that I was working with Bob Proctor, that I was one of his best, that I was friends with Bob Proctor. He didn't know me then, but I didn't let anybody know about that dream. And the only reason why is because I thought people would laugh at me because, you know, I didn't want anyone to take my dream away from me. I didn't want anyone to say, oh, who do you think you are? You know, do you think you're better than us? Right. So I think that's why we have had a life of, of, you know, ideas that we cannot have what we want, which is so sad because you think of, you know, generations of people and I would confidently say this is not science, but I would, you know, there's no evidence of this, but I would confidently say 99% of adults go to their grave never fulfilling what they would truly love it's probably true you know and never you know completely in their lives the way that they would love to and yet they've had everything inside them to have that and way more well this is just so magical when we change is often difficult mm. because we may not fit in with the people who have approved of us all along because sometimes to in order to fit in we have to compromise who we are what we want we don't want to stand out we don't want to rise above it because then we don't fit into the group so there's there is a a leap of faith i think that you have to take that that next level is going to bring you even more abundance than than what you already have but it's you know we all kind of it's like like when you're in um junior high school or middle school you know and everybody wants to be like everybody else you know you don't want to stand out um i think mm, those amazing. people sort of naturally feel like that i don't listen i don't want to you know i don't want to ride by all these people what are they going to say you know they're going to judge me so we we tend mm. to measure ourselves against mm everybody else which is the worst thing we can do right uh, that's right yeah for sure because we're, we're social creatures we want to be liked you know we want to have relationships and you know the saddest thing is that we hold ourselves back Yes, relationships will change. You might not bring all of your friends along on your journey. But you've got to ask yourself, you know, at the end of your life, and I start my the first chapter of my book, Your Two Minds, with going, taking people to the end of their life. I think that is the most 
important exercise that you can do because we take this precious thing called life for granted. You know, we live our day without, you know, being aware that today this moment is a gift. You know, no matter what's going on with my life right now, this moment is, is precious. It's not going to be here forever. We forget that. So by taking ourselves to the end of our lives and, and wiping out everyone else and really asking ourselves the tough questions, you know, if I was to look back at my life and keep going the way I'm going, at the end of my life, would I regret that? At the end of my life, what would it be like for me to look back and say, wow, you stood out, you were yourself, you were brave enough to live your best life. And from that space, set your goal and just take the big, the small steps to start off with until, you know, you get some momentum. And this is where, you know, a mentor like yourself, like what I do, like the people that you have on your incredible podcast. Um, Randy, you know, are really important in helping you get there because they've got the experience. Um, and you know what? There is a law. So success is by law. And one of the things that I really um, help my clients understand, Randy, is that there is the law of opposites, okay, law of polarity. It is a law. It is there, you know, um, and it's a part of, of success. So what that means is, when you start moving in the direction and decide what you want, you will experience what you don't want, okay? So, so, and when you understand that, you don't let it, you know that you're on the right track. So some people might not like that you're standing out, that you've changed, but that's okay. That's a part of the process. You will, if you keep going, you will attract the quality friends and quality people that are supportive, that see your success, that want you to get there. Mm -hmm. So by reminding ourselves that that is a part, it's a natural journey, um, you know, and, and I'll keep going, you will attract also great people. Mm -hmm. So true. Now, when I work with people on... Um setting boundaries and standing out and being an individual and things like that. Um, they're so afraid mm -hmm. that they're going to be judged and disliked. Because you said, yeah, we, we're social people. We want, we want to be liked. We want to be approved of. And so what I found, because I used to be very codependent and um, I didn't have a boundary system. I didn't have self-esteem. I didn't have self-love. I didn't have any of those things. And when... I was operating with that system. It was a really deficient kind of system. I got no respect. I got no respect. People yeah. took advantage of me. People put me down. Yes. And yes. when I claimed myself and said, no, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to be the person I am. And okay, people, you don't like it, fine. That's when the, 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 mm -hmm. the respect was commanded. That's Absolutely. when quality people came into my life. And so there is an adjustment here of letting go of the old 
and bringing in the new. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and you see, you what, what you did, you changed your self-image inside yourself and started to respect yourself. And as an image of somebody that respects and loves themselves, you know, you were able to put boundaries in place. So therefore, you started to attract more quality people to your life. Yeah, right. yeah. absolutely. That's great. Those, you know, and those other people fall yeah. away, you know, they're just, I mean, I always, right. um, I always associated with people that were a little bit less than me. And by that, I just mean, you know, maybe they weren't, maybe they had prob more problems than me, or maybe they were more insecure than me or whatever. And that, you know, that was my way of feeling okay about me. Um, but I don't do that mm -hmm. anymore. And I and, mm -hmm. and it really does change your life dramatically. Yes, it, yes, yes, it does. And you know, for me personally, there is a sense of freedom. You know, you are free to be you, and it is the most beautiful freedom that you can have because you're not, you know, tied by the shackles of of fear and worry of what other people will think. And isn't it crazy that we are worried about what other people will think, yet we have been created unique for a reason. We've been created, you know, unique so that we can express that uniqueness in the world because the world needs our uniqueness. It doesn't need, you know, um, more of the same, same, same following each other. Right. It's through boring the world would be. I mean, this is, the world would be so boring if we were all the same, yeah. right? Exactly, wouldn't it? We wouldn't achieve. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. You know, we'd stay stagnant. Um, yeah. So the world needs our uniqueness. We need our uniqueness. That's what's going to fulfill us. But so does everyone else. Right. So when you're, you know, start to develop a self-image of confidence, of self-respect, of admiring your uniqueness, there is a sense of freedom and, and you start to attract the right people to you that really do care, that are at your level, that respect you. Um, yeah. You know, I use this visual with people because it this is a hard concept to understand, but I say, okay, so let's picture the universe as a great big jigsaw puzzle. And every single piece is a completely different shape. And you're one of those shapes. The universe, the picture doesn't come together. The whole picture doesn't come together unless every shape is in there. So you have to be your shape. You can't be like everybody else. You have to be your shape. Yes. That brings the whole picture together. And I think people get it when I say that. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Randy, that actually uh, that actually reminds me of a big turning point in my life. Um, so back in September 2017, it was the first time that I had met Bob Proctor in, in, in real life. And um, and first time, like I had been following him for years, but the first time that I ever actually heard really heard this and it stood out he said something absolutely profound and it resonated with every cell in my body he said did you know if you did not exist 
if you did not exist, the entire universe would be out of alignment. Wow. Right. I love that. I love that. It's wow. Yeah, it's so out there. So if you did not exist, the entire universe would be out of alignment. So that core essence of who you are, you know, you are an important piece, exactly what you said. You know, you are are an important and unique piece to the universe. Yes. If a piece of a puzzle is missing, exactly what you said, the the puzzle is not complete. Right. Yeah. Tell us about Bob Proctor and how you heard about him initially and why you were so driven to meet him. So I really don't know the first time that I heard of Bob Proctor. Um, I have been on a quest. This is my life purpose. As soon as when my earliest childhood memories, this is what I was doing. So, you know, a part of that dreaming that dad instilled in me was to be um, an international leader, helping people achieve their human potential and connect to their spirituality. Because I believe um, when I studied psychology, it was focused on the physical and did not um, uh, focus enough on the spiritual, yet the spiritual part, not religion, I'm not talking about religion, but the spiritual part of you is where all of your potential is, right? That's where you have the quantum leaps, the energetic part. So um, in my 20s, I was completely obsessed in reading anything on spirituality on self-help it was the reason why I studied psychology and somewhere in that journey um, Bob Proctor kept coming up um he, he was the person that stood out for me the most in the secret the movie the secret um and shortly after that I was listening to you know a lot of his material and he resonated with me so much. I can't explain why, why it was him over um, anyone else. He resonated with me so much that um, I turned off the radio on my drive to work every morning and I just listened to Bob. And just naturally I started to imagine and I knew in my heart, I knew it so deeply that I would be sharing the stage with him and I would I'll, I'll be friends with him. That was a really in, impossible dream. You know, how does someone with millions of followers um, and a woman living in a country halfway around the world get to know her mentor and 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 someone that she was so inspired by? Um, but um, 2017, I, I left my full-time job because this is what I've always wanted to do. But I was always afraid to leave because I had a mortgage. So I was following someone else's goal, not my own. Right. <laughs> um, so I just left and and then realised I could be cut, didn't even know I could work with Bob and become a consultant. Um, so I became a consultant and... Um, uh, probably about a year and a half after that, became one of his top people. So, yeah. That was a manifestation, complete manifestation. How did you initially meet him? Like, Did you go to one of his, you know, one of his talks or conferences or something like that and introduce yourself? How did you meet him? 
absolutely. So that was the 2000, September 2017 um, uh, Proctor Gallagher training in, in Canada, in Toronto. Um, so I did approach him and, and said hello and I asked some questions and yes so um, and then he wrote I wrote a book shortly after that he wrote the recommendation on my book so he knew me um, he knew me but didn't know me well it wasn't until um, I made a decision one day to be in his he had um, a very important meeting with around 10 or 15 of his top, top people. He had probably about 3,000 consultants then. And I made a decision that I was going to be one of those people in that room. Mm. Um, and it was in Toronto. And lo and behold, um, I ended up being one of those people. But, but as I walked into the room, so you can imagine my excitement and, and how much I was looking up to this moment as I walked into the room, there were only two seats available <laughs> and one was to the right of Bob and the other one was to the left of Bob. So I had no other choice but to sit next to Bob. Oh, <laughs> and so wow. I wouldn't, at that time, I was really, you know, quite intimidated. There was nothing to be intimidated by him, oh, but I was. Um, and from there, um, we started to exchange email messages I received an e he became my accountability partner I received emails from him every day it was the most special incredible experience ever a lot of people asked me was is Bob Proctor the real deal or is is he just like that is he is it just marketing and I tell you Randy he was the real deal he was what you saw is what you got I have never had a teacher or mentor that cared for me so much mm -hmm. and that saw the success in me more than what Bob Proctor did and he was busy he did not have to send me emails you know he's um yeah so and you can see that in his children, um, I'm very dear friends. I'm very good friends with his son Brian. We we run a workshop. We run a program together. Brian Proctor, and Brian is the most beautiful man that you will ever meet in your life. He is just incredible. So um, that's you know um, Bob Proctor's highest um, testimonial. His children. Yeah. That's Incredible. And yeah. he's passed, right? He's passed on or transitioned. Yes, yes, that's okay. right. right. He transitioned. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you, you were talking about um Absolutely. spirituality and energy energetic, and I think I think you said it really it, it struck me because instead of saying, because so many people say, you know, are you spiritual? Are you spiritual? And when you say that, mm. a lot of people go oh that's kind of well well I don't mm, I don't know that's kind of weird but when you talk about it, as far as being an energy when you talk about spirituality as being an energy I think that takes away you know the uh this weird mystique that it has and it's 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 science that's what you're saying it really is science so it's not something just like erroneous that we're just kind of reaching for that we don't know if it's, it's there right that's right and that's what I was going to say exactly that this is science this is science and you know we have our greatest scientists ever alive Tesla and Einstein you know 
um, I mean, Einstein's theory of relativity is how energy moves into the physical. It really shows you what manifestation is. And this is Einstein. This is the greatest intellect, you know, um, that one of the greatest intellects that, that, that have existed. So, yeah, it is science. And also, I think definitely in Australia, I'm not sure about the rest of the world, um, people have um, some, you know, negative concepts of they think spirituality and it takes them straight to religion and you know people have had some you know negative experiences with, with religion so but we are not talking about religion here we are talking about the scientific um you know evidence of the truth of who you are do you see a lot of people are saying that we're in a major you know we've always been evolving as a race human race but that we're sort of in a transitioning phase where we're moving into something else do you um do you how do you feel about that yeah i i actually believe that um i believe so it's something in me that i knew as a child it's really weird really weird um i was so connected to spirit and I knew one day that the world in my lifetime the world was going to change and one of my roles was to um to influence or impact some of that change and you knew that um, as, a so child, as a child it feels as though yeah yeah I knew it intuitively yeah yeah I knew my purpose back then very clearly um and it and and it feels like it has come to that the world cannot go on the way that it's going on i mean look at us we're fighting we're you know there are it's becoming more and more complex um and it doesn't have to be that way yet at the same time more than ever i've been on this journey all of my life um and at the same time, the past three years, five years, the past three years, I would say, there is a lot more openness to the truth of who we are, to, to raising our vibration, to this information. You know, thanks to people like Rhonda Byrne, who, who, who um, you know, created the secret and, and leaders in the field. But also I feel that we have been squeezed um, quite, um, a lot, you know, quite significantly in the past few years. And when you're squeezed, when you're uncomfortable and when we're collectively uncomfortable, some change must happen. Um, so people are searching, people are more open to this information. We are backing it up with science. People are applying. I've got lawyers in my program. I've got a magistrate in my program. These are people that are usually rational and they don't, you know, yeah. Um, I've got all sorts of professionals in my programs now because they know that something has to change. They know that inside them, you know, that they're more than what what um, society says that they have been or um, so. And, and I also heard Eckhart Tolle say um, probably about 15 years ago, um, it was an on, in an interview with Oprah and he said, you know, we're going to experience challenging times, 
and we might not get through them but if we do get through them it will be a higher evolution it will be a higher vibration that will be um you know that will be functioning on so and and randy it only takes a small percentage to make that change you know it only takes five to ten percent to commit to peace to commit to understanding the truth of who we are i mean if you come from the truth of who you are which is the consciousness the awareness the intelligence that has created galaxies and and you know the trees that i can see out of my window and 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 you and and all of this around us mm -hmm. there's nothing to be in about. there's nothing to be in competition about you know you understand that we are even though we are all unique we are also all one and what I do impacts you. It affects you. What you do affects me because we are all one ultimately. That's and there's right. nothing to compete about when you understand who you are. And there's no lack too. You understand that everything that you've ever wanted, everything that you ever need is here now, right now. And it's not out there. It is within you. Wow. Well. So, wow. And what I think also message. you start to become. Yeah, yeah. And you start to become aware of the messages outside of you that are not true. You start to trust yourself and your own, you know, deep intuition rather than, you know, the news or fear or, you know, other people saying that you can't do this or can't do that and, and all of that. Yes. And I, you know, some people say that it, it, when a transition is happening, everything is stirred up. So that's almost a sign that we're just, we're shifting. We're, it, everything is upside down and backwards and nothing's making sense. So, Things just don't make sense anymore. It's very strange, no. but it's, it's being stirred up because there's yeah. going to be change. And I've noticed um, from doing this podcast for so many years and meeting so many wonderful people that there are a lot of, of, of people of light that are sort of leading the way. There are many of us that are, have risen up to sort of direct the way for Absolutely. others and show, you know, show them the light. And that, you know, I believe that um, we, can't, we can't fight darkness with darkness we have to spread our light that's no. going to extinguish the darkness you know so we don't need to stand up and create a whole thing a whole mess over what's happening all we need to do is love and spread our light and that will be so much effect more effective don't you think absolutely 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 yeah you I mean I, I couldn't agree more you know darkness creates more darkness you put a light in a dark room and there's light absolutely absolutely but the beauty of that is that it stretches us individually to move into a more expansive higher version of ourselves it it forces us to move into more and more the truth of who we are and the truth of who we are is that infinite potential Beautiful. is the consciousness is the pure love is the solution is the goal that's who we are 
we are not fear, we are not, you know, violence, we are not anger. That's a very low vibration and it will just create more of that. Right. What a beautiful message, Susanna. So beautiful. Thank you so much. If someone wants to work with you, how do they reach you? How do they get in touch with you? Absolutely. So um, send us an email. So uh, admin, A-D-M-I-N, at your2minds.com, the digit two. You can also uh, see some of my work and um, one of my programs on my website. You can just join straight through there. Um, it's www.your2minds.com. Minds.com. Okay. That's perfect. All right. So anybody that's listening that would like to um, be inspired directly by Susanna, that's how you do it. <laughs> you know, you've wet our appetites. We want more. <laughs> we want more. So um, I, thank you so much. Thanks for contacting me and asking me to be to be a part of this show and I'm so glad that we met and I'm so glad that you were we were able to bring this to the listeners it's so important what you're saying is so profound it's really it's all there is I mean this is the truth if you're looking for the truth people you learned it so thank you so much for yeah. being my guest and, and for finagling the time so that you know, Australia and, and the United States, we can sort of merge together and, and come together for this, but it's been super powerful. Thank you. Oh, and thank you, Randy. Thank you for having me on your show. And the reason why I chose you is because I absolutely love your work and what you stand for. So it's my absolute honor to be here with you today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Have a wonderful rest of your day or morning. <laughs>